Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and currently he's directing Wolf Counseling, where he and my mom offer telecounseling to individuals and couples. And you can find out more information if you're in need of counseling or you know someone who is by emailing them at wolf, W-O-O-L-F, counsel at gmail.com. Or you can also go to wolfcouncil.com for more information. Uh, Today we are switching gears just a little bit. We are heading into the Christmas season. For the month of December, we are taking a pause from our series on protection from deception to focus on Christ, to focus on Christmas, which is the sole reason for our hope. And specifically, we're talking about angelic hosts, angels all around us. What are their roles? What were their roles at the time of our Savior's birth throughout biblical history and today? People are, people are, you know, they're hurting right now. They're, they're desperate for hope. And that's what this podcast is about. That's what you and mom provide hope and, and encouragement and, and a solution to try and help them out of some of the, the messes they've created. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. This culture is creating havoc in families, havoc in marriages. And basically it's, uh, you know, whatever, whatever Biden's doing, it's not working. Right. I heard uh, a pastor say that before the pandemic, before COVID, they used to get all kinds of calls, mostly from older people and, you know, pray for my uncle, he's sick, or my mom was diagnosed with cancer or whatever, just kind of your normal sickness, illness. And he said, overwhelmingly over the past two years, it's younger people ages 11 to 30 contemplating suicide. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Overwhelmingly. And so we want to talk about things that are encouraging, which is the fact that God sees all of this. He knows. He knows what's troubling you. He knows what's going on in your life. He knew these days would come before the beginning of time. And he's assigned angels to look out for his children. And that's what this series is about. This is part two in our series on angels around us. Um, last week, we did our opening uh, opening episode on our angels around us. So go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. But there's going to be five episodes in total, and these are meant to be encouraging, inspiring, and to kind of give you a little bird's eye view into what's happening in in the spiritual world around you. There's a lot going on, and sometimes you can feel it even if you can't see it. So we're just going to open this in prayer, and then we're going to dive right into what's going on in the spiritual realm. Dear Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you so much for loving us, and I just pray that this podcast will be an encouragement to people, people that are hurting, people that are Um, feeling desperate, that this would give them encouragement to know that the God who sees all, the God who is um, omnipotent and and all-powerful and all-knowing and all-present is able to control what's going on in this world and also protect them from the things, from the storms that are raging around us. And so we just pray that you give us some insight to see what's happening in the spiritual realm and and just the way that you protect us and look out for us. So I pray that you would just bless my dad as he as he shares what he's prepared and give us ears to hear. And uh, I just pray that you, you would be glorified through this podcast. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 
All right, so last week we talked about the different types of angels and their ranks and how God has kind of um, orchestrated like a hierarchy of angels. Yeah, let's start with a couple of things that are pretty common most people know about. Uh, the city of Los Angeles is actually, it's Spanish, but it's the city of angels. Yeah, even their baseball team is called the Anaheim Angels. Hmm. In fact, just kind of a little side note, they have a little tiny halo on their cap, which indicates they think they're angels. Anyway, they have a little, a little tiny halo painted on their caps uh, for their baseball team. Anyway, Los Angeles is the city of angels, but there is another city of angels that's populated with real live angels. And that city is called heaven. It is the celestial city where holy angels live to serve God the king. And he sits on the throne of heaven, and no one and nothing disobeys the king. Uh, we have people that disobey parents and authorities, but in heaven, nobody disobeys God. As we've already learned, angels were created by God himself, and there are various types of angels, cherubim, seraphim, and living creatures, as well as rank-and-file angels who serve at God's direction. So today, in Hope for the Hurting, we will learn that angels, unlike God, are not omniscient, mm. omnipresent, or omnipotent. Only right. God is. Right. Rather, they're created beings and not God. Uh -huh. uh, we will also discover if only children have guardian angels, or do all of us have angels assigned to us? So you don't want to miss this episode. I was asking you about that last week. So thank you for answering that in this episode. You mentioned that there's no one that disobeys the king or no angels that disobey the king. Yep. But yet they must have the ability to disobey because Satan did. Yep. And he was kicked out of heaven. Yep. So, and all, all the baddies were removed. So then those that were left, did they just choose that they were going to stick with Jesus and they were going to obey God? And then there's no one that's a straight sense. There are no other Satans. There are no other people that break from rank and file and just say, I'm not doing this anymore. No, nope. uh, you're absolutely correct. The ones that have chosen to stay, we don't know if their free will was taken away so they don't have the choice about disobeying mm -hmm. or if they choose to obey and never disobey. Either way, they obey the king. Right. And another question I have, which you're maybe going to answer in this episode, I don't know, but can angels reproduce? Yeah, we are going to talk about that one. And the answer is no. There's okay. no little tiny baby angels, no little children angels, you know, no, no angels giving birth. No. So they don't no, have no. a sex drive. No. And seemingly... Uh, they are created, just like uh, Adam was created and Eve was created. Angels are created back in the six days of creation. We're going to talk about that one, too. Uh, but they were created and they do not reproduce. Jesus talks about that. That's good because they're taught, they, they don't die, from what I understand. No. Nope. So... What I'm thinking is those that fell from heaven, there's only a certain number of them and they're not reproducing. 
You're right. They're not reproducing. Demons don't around, reproduce. Right. They've been around since forever. The same ones that tempted Jesus are around wreaking havoc on our lives today because they they're just they don't go away. They're they just, don't. Right. They're just they don't die. But also the fact that they can't reproduce is encouraging as well. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, why is there intergenerational sin? You know, you've got one father that's a, a grandfather that was an alcoholic. Father is an alcoholic. The son becomes an alcoholic. Why is that? Because the same demons are assigned to their family using the same yes. tactics, the same tricks, the same lies. Yeah. And and they just they, they just go from one generation to the next. They don't die. Right. And like, well, so, if this worked on your grandpa, I bet it's going to work on you, too. And it did. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Right. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about um, about angels. The first thing is angels are not omnipresent. They appear as messengers in the Bible, traveling from one place to another. Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee called Nazareth. Right. The fact that angels are not omnipresent is made explicit when an angel comes to Daniel and says, I've come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. So I left him there with the prince of the kingdom of Persia and came to make you understand what is to befall your people in the latter days. Well, if angels were omnipresent, Michael wouldn't have had to come to his help because he would have already been there. And this angel wouldn't have needed to lead Michael to bring the message. Unlike God, who is omnipresent, Angels are finite creatures. They are limited to one place at one time as God assigns them. So they're not, they're not omnipresent. They're not God. We don't know how many angels exist. Uh, this kind of uh, goes back to what we were talking about at the last podcast. Right. The Bible doesn't tell us how many angels God created. Apparently, there are a lot of them. Uh, here are a few of the ways the Bible tells us how many angels there are. On Mount Sinai in Deuteronomy 33, God came from the ten thousands of holy ones with flaming fire at his right hand. Notice it's not ten thousand, it's ten thousands. Multiples. And, and holy ones refers to angels. Yes. We also learned the chariots of God are tens of thousands and thousands of thousands. That's Psalm 68, 17. When it comes to worshiping, uh, when we come to worship, we come into the presence of innumerable angels, says Hebrews 12, 22. And then John says, I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. A myriad is a, a number so vast, they can't count it. It's like counting sand on the seashore. Sure. Yep. You, you can say it's a myriad of sand. You don't know how much each grain is. Uh, but every reference to the total number of angels suggests that they're beyond counting. It suggests that. And my speculation, and it's purely my speculation, is there's every bit as many angels as there are people on the planet. There's about 7 billion people on our planet. Right. I think there's at least 7 billion people or 7 billion angels in heaven. So it's just my theory, but that's how many I think there are. 
be that was a number you could count seven billion. So if it's yes. innumerable, then that blows your theory. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're getting technical on mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. uh, now this is one you asked about. We have guardian angels. Yes. Uh, the Bible clearly tells us God sends angels to protect people. He, he will give his angels charge of you to guard you in all your ways on their hands. They will lift you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Right. It's from that verse that you quoted uh, last week, Psalm 91. Right. Uh, one of my favorite psalms. It's the soldier psalm. Yes, I love that psalm. We did a whole podcast on that psalm. We did. Mm -hmm. We did. Uh, but are these what we think of as guardian angels? Well, Jesus' words in Matthew 18.10 support the idea that individuals or at least children have guardian angels. He says in heaven, their angels, meaning children, their angels always behold the face of my father who is in heaven. Well, Jesus may only mean that angels are assigned to protect little children in general, or Angels may be playing zone rather than man-to-man -man defense. In other words, uh, are, is one angel over many children or is it every individual child has their own individual angel? I think it's the latter. I think every child is assigned an angel to guard them Probably and protect them. Probably the type of child. I know both of my children would require at least one. <laughs> Lord, could you send an extra guardian angel because yeah, gonna, because Joe gonna, needs one. Joe's going to need 12 today, please. <laughs> Another question you asked earlier is, do angels marry? Do they marry and do they reproduce? And yeah. yeah. Well, this is an interesting one because the answer is yes, no. Jesus taught in the resurrection that people like, like angels neither marry nor are given in marriage but are like angels in heaven. So angels don't marry. Uh, there aren't female angels that are given in marriage. Uh, that's Matthew 22 and Luke 20. Clearly suggests angels don't marry. Since they don't marry, neither do they reproduce. There are no baby angels, no children angels. Um, by the same token, uh, do they have do, do angels have the capacity for sexual relations? It seems like they do because I feel like I heard, I read about this in Genesis. Yes, yes. Well, that's where I'm going is that there's an inference and it's not a fact, but it's an inference in Genesis 6, 2 through 4, that the sons of God are angels. And if that's the case, fallen angels, the, one that's, the ones that followed Satan in the great rebellion, Fallen angels uh, in 2 Peter 2, 4 and in Jude 6 are those that had sexual relations with human women and produced these giants that we Ooh, read like about. Goliath? Like Goliath. Do you think Goliath was the product of that? I think Goliath is a direct descendant of the cohabitation and sexual relations of angels with human women. Demonic angels. Yep, demonic angels. Okay. Okay, so if angels or demonic angels fell from heaven with Satan and they, they don't die and, well, they can reproduce apparently with human women, but not with other angels, um, could they be reproducing with human women today? Um, that is 
that is a question I've never thought about. <laughs> I've never thought about angels, fallen angels, continuing to reproduce with humans. Um, to my knowledge, I've never heard of it. Uh, there's nothing in the Bible that references it. They did it back in Genesis, and they use a lot of the same playbook. It could happen. Yeah, I suppose it could. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever heard that it that it has. And maybe God's got some way of prohibiting that. I don't know. Right. But it would explain some of the really wicked people that do really wicked things in this world. Yeah. Well, again, because they're spirit beings, they can indwell people. We're going to talk about that because demonization is these fallen angels that are really spirits. They're not. They don't have flesh and blood like you and me. Right. And they can inhabit people that in turn give them entrance. And because of that, uh, you get people that are demonized. And I think that's where a lot of the wicked people in this oh, world yeah. are coming from. You can see it in their eyes. Yeah. And you can't be, by the way, you can't be indwelt by the two spirits at the same time. So if you've accepted Jesus as your savior, you've got the Holy Spirit and a, de a demon cannot take over. Yeah, and, and these fallen angels or demons, uh, they basically, uh, they can tempt, they can entice, uh, they can afflict, they, they can do all of this to believers, but they cannot inhabit them. Right, right. Well, let me move on because angels are very powerful. Angels in the Bible are called the mighty ones who do his word. They are powers and dominions and authorities. They're greater in might and power than humans. Second uh, Peter 2.11 says that, and Matthew 28 says it. Angels use their power to battle against Satan's demonic forces. We saw that in Daniel 10 and Revelation 12 and in Revelation 20. During our earthly lives, we are a little lower than the angels. Right. But as powerful as angels are, when Jesus returns, the followers of Christ will be raised higher than angels. Wow. So then, so will they serve us? They or will serve. Will we they be? will serve. And the Bible indicates that they will serve their redeemed. Will we have like authority over them? Like if we're, you know, if there's roles in heaven, will we supervise them? Will we give them assignments? It's, it seems like it. It seems like we are the pinnacle of God's creation. And in the future, in the millennium, when we're ruling over various parts of the earth, that angels serve us and angels are helping us. How do we know, or is there a way to know when angels were created? Uh, that's another toughie. Genesis 2.1 tells us that angels were made at some point before the seventh day of creation. So you got six days of creation and the seventh day is a day of rest. It says, thus the heavens and earth were finished and all the host of them, host here refers to heavenly beings. So you've got uh, all of the hosts that are, um, you know, that are created by then and angels among them. Exodus 20 is interesting. It says in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them and rested on the seventh. So we can at least confirm all the angels were created by the sixth day 
of creation. Can we be any more specific? Let's see. There is a hint at the creation of angelic beings on the first day of creation. We read that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Immediately, it's followed by the earth was without form and void. That's Genesis 1-2. There's no mention of the heavens in the second verse, only the earth. This may be intended to contrast the emptiness of the earth with heaven where God already created angelic beings. This idea could be supported by Job where we read, the morning stars sang together, all the sons of God shouted for joy when God laid the cornerstone of the earth and sunk its bases. And the earth doesn't really have its, its symbolic language because the earth doesn't really have a cornerstone. It's not a a rectangle or a cube, it's, it's round, it's a sphere. So there is no cornerstone. But I think what it's pointing to with cornerstone is that when, when God was creating the earth, uh, he, he basically put its foundations in place so that it doesn't spin out of orbit, it doesn't crash with other planets, it doesn't fall into the sun, it stays in its orbit, and God is keeping it in its orbit as it circles. I mean, if you think about it, we're spinning. We're spinning and tilting as we're spinning around the sun every 365 days. And so we make our trip around the sun. We are spinning for days, day and night. And you know whether we're facing the sun or not facing the sun, but we're also tilting so that we get warmth in the summer and cold in the winter. Mm. And certain parts of the earth get, get hotter in the summer and certain parts of the earth get colder. So it's, it's a fascinating thing that God has created. He's created an earth that spins, tilts, and travels around the sun. Right, and it just kind of like baffles my mind that people can even think evolution is a, is a plausible and an intelligent theory. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a joke, but the reality is people believe that and were taught that in schools because they couldn't accept God. Right. If you can't accept the reality of God, you've got to come up with something. The great lengths people go to, to not have to admit that there's a God. Yep. Well, last thing to say is that if the angels shouted for joy when God formed the earth, this could imply that God created the angelic beings early on the first day. And that's the that's only my speculation. But right. my guess is that's when angels were created, is that very first day, because heaven was populated, earth was not, and they're shouting for joy when they saw the creation of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, because I guess I never thought about angels being created, but they were, of course they were. But just to figure that they've always just existed. But the only thing that's always just existed is God. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. And I'm sure we're going to get into this a little deeper next week because next week we're continuing our series on angels around us. But but as we mentioned earlier in this in this podcast, you know, demons are just as real as heavenly angels. The Bible says that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's roaming about like a roaring lion. So he's looking for people to devour, and you can safeguard yourself from his attacks 
by inviting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, because once you're indwelled by the Holy Spirit, there's no room for Satan um, to, to try and sabotage you, to try and um, take over. So we would encourage you to invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and allow him to indwell you with his Holy Spirit. And you can do that through the ABCs of salvation. A is admit you are a sinner in need of a Savior. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And B, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14.6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then C is call upon his name. Romans 10.13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And another verse that we don't quote nearly enough is John 3.16, which is, you know, that's a, that's a salvation powerhouse. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's offering that salvation to you. All you have to do is receive him. It's a free gift. And dad, would you walk us through that salvation prayer? Yes, I would love to. Uh, dear listener, as you know, God is listening right now to every word you say. And I, I want to urge you to uh, repeat after me, to use this prayer and make it your own. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you and I'm asking you to save me. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for sinners just like me. You hung on that cross. You shed your blood. You experienced the crown of thorns. You experienced the spear wound in the side the nail prints in your hands and your feet. And now you offer to me eternal life, forgiveness for my sins. How grateful am I? I know that I'm a sinner. I believe in Jesus. I grew up in church. I grew up going to Sunday school. I grew up knowing about him but I've never invited him into my life. And so now, Lord Jesus, I'm inviting you to come in and to be my savior. It should be me on the cross. It should have been me with the wounds. It should have been me with the crown of thorns. But it was you, you took my place and I'm eternally grateful. I'm a grateful sinner who needs you to save them. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Make me born again. Give me eternal life. And I'll praise you with every breath I have in your name. Amen. 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 And if, you know, the Bible says this too about the angels, that they rejoice and they have a little party in heaven over over every sinner that turns to Jesus. So if you made that decision, the angels are, are, they're having a party. And we'd love to celebrate with you too. So you can uh, send us your story and send that, let us know that you've made that decision and we will send you some materials to draw in your faith. You can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And um, also you can find our podcast if you missed any of our episodes on the angel series or any of the other powerful series we've done on the armor of God or the end times. That was a very powerful podcast, series of podcasts. You can find all of those on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, anchor.fm. And you can also find current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. If you have any comments, suggestions for future episodes or questions, you can also send those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And join us next week as we continue our series on angels around us. And we'll be wrapping up that series on Christmas Day 
with an episode on angels and the birth of Christ. So what a great way to end this podcast, Dad. Yeah, and, and if you have stories, yeah, you know, we, we'd like to know them because if you have stories and you give us your permission, we'll broadcast your story. We would love to, uh, we would love to share your story because we're going to do one on angel encounters. Many people have had them. You'd be surprised if, if you ask, I mean, people aren't going to just walk up to you and say, Hey, guess what? But if you ask them, Hey, do you think you've ever encountered an angel? Have you ever had an experience, a personal experience with an angel? A lot of times people have something to say about that. So it'll be very interesting to hear those stories. So please send those. You can email those again to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And then um, this is a great, this is a great verse that I found on Angels Among Us. And it's from Hebrews 13:2. It says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. 